This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Hello and welcome. August 13th edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan. Thanks for joining us here for today's episode. I think that you'll be glad that you did because to me this is one of the more entertaining people that we have had on the show this year. Just a natural great storyteller. Our guest is former St. Louis Cardinals utility man and current Kansas City Royals broadcaster Rex Huddler. As I record this, we're getting ready for a two-game series in Kansas City, the back half of the season series. We played two in St. Louis earlier this year, and Rex was here. He was part of a Bud Bash, and as part of that, I got to sit down and speak with him. He'll talk about what it means to have been invited back for that event and to know that there are still fans like yourselves that are interested in in him and still appreciate the hustle and heart that he brought to the ball field here as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. This guy just loves baseball. You walk in the room with him and you can just tell that he loves the game and it's evident when you hear him talk about it and tell stories from the past when uh, when he was playing. So I think you're really going to enjoy Rex Huddler and he really seems to appreciate the history of this organization too. The room that we were conducting the interview in has some old uh, Burke and Brace f- photographs. That's some famous baseball photographers from back in the day. You've likely seen their work, even if you don't know who they are. Um, we're talking about, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago that they were taking these photos. So it's these old black and whites of Stan Musial in the 40s or Ducky Medwick, Pepper Martin. Um, there's some non-Burke and Brace stuff in there, too. I think there's a shot of Tom Alston, the first African-American who played for the St. Louis Cardinals. There's just all these different cool shots uh, on the wall, and Rex was walking around and looking at them, and if he didn't recognize somebody, he was asking who they were, and he was really excited to see Pepper Martin. He'll tell that story why seeing the photo of Pepper Martin, who went into the Cardinal Hall of Fame a couple years ago, was so important to him. But he knew many of the guys just by looking at them, and um, it was fun to hear him kind of ask, well, who's this? Who's this? And and uh, just marveling and just like a kid in a candy shop, I mean, really seemed to enjoy getting to look at those photos before we did our interview. So I think that's cool when people who played the game or are so involved in the game still geek out over the fun stuff that fans geek out over, especially baseball history nerds. I think that's pretty cool, and I definitely can relate to that. So that was a neat moment for me just watching Rex. And I've seen him before. I think this was maybe a year or two ago when he was in town doing a game with the Royals. He was sitting at a table in the Redbird Club just on a public concourse, eating some dinner he'd bought from a concession stand, just kind of sitting there eating. I didn't see anybody walk up to him, but just very much a normal guy who happened to play Major League Baseball and happens to be an analyst for one of the 30 teams. Uh, he is a, an entertaining guy, a down-to-earth guy, 
and a guy that I think you're really going to enjoy. So that conversation in just a moment, but before we get to that, I want to remind you that on Friday, August 23rd, the Cardinals host the Rockies, and that night, 30,000 fans, 16 and older, will add a mesh pullover Cardinals jersey to their wardrobe, courtesy of Bear. Get your August 23rd tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. It's that victory blue or powder blue pullover. It's got the red interlocking STL on the left side of the chest. It's a neat-looking item. You can get it by checking out your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. That is, again, August 23rd against the Colorado Rockies. All right, here we go. Rex Hudler, and the first thing that I asked him is, I've always heard this famous story about how he collided trying to break up a double play, collided with Ozzie Smith. This is when Rex was a member of the Montreal Expos, and Ozzie, of course, was in the midst of his Hall of Fame seat or Hall of Fame career, rather, with the St. Louis Cardinals. I wanted that story. Here's how Rex tells it. Well, you know, I was a 10-year minor leaguer, so there was no guarantee that I'd ever get to the majors and stay and have any kind of career. So when I got here with the Expos in 1988. Um, I took the mentality like, it's my turn, okay? Somebody's paying for the 10 years I just did in the minors. So I had, you know, most players have a chip that they play on. I had a huge chip, and it was a 10-year minor league chip. I'm not a minor leaguer. I'm a big leaguer, and now it's my turn. So I wanted to look around and see who's the biggest names out there, who are the toughest guys, the baddest guys. And whenever I saw Ozzy, Ozzy was, was number one because he's, he was a famous star there. He was the greatest shortstop in our era. Ryan Sandberg, a uh, Hall of Famer for the Cubs. A couple other guys in the league, you know, I got excited about. And I was a, a football player in a baseball player's body. I had a football mentality. So, I, I, you know, I had a full ride Notre Dame before I signed a baseball contract. So, I was going to go play football and catch passes from Joe Montana and play for Dan Devine. So, I, so, but, but the, the Yankees changed my, my path. And anyway, so I looked for Ozzy to, to I, someone needs to know my name. That was the whole key of playing hard. So I went in hard on Ozzy Smith um, just because that was my job. And it ended up Ozzy would jump in the air and do a, a great uh, acrobatic uh, double play turn, spread his legs and, and throw the ball. And then the sliding runner, you know, he'd jump over him. Well, I did a little sit down slide. I popped up and, and I had Ozzy on my shoulder. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I, I, I dumped him on his ear. And the umpire called automatic double play on me. And I ran off the, the, the field at Bush Stadium here. And the fans weren't too happy about that at all. Dumping Ozzie Smith on, you know, and, and, and dropping him like that. Um, but I never in my whole entire 21-year baseball career ever had a double play break up like that. So it was special. And, you know, they have a picture of that in, 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 some, in one of the Cardinal yearbooks or something. There's a picture. It's out there uh, of it. And uh, something that I cherish and thankfully didn't hurt Ozzy because I didn't play to hurt people, but I just played. Now's my turn. So the next day, I got on second base somehow, and Ozzy Smith came walking up to me and said, Hey, Rex, how you doing? Oh, I remember if I was a peacock, I would have spread my feathers out. I was like, look at me. Ozzie Smith knew my name. That's what it was all about, attacking. And, and, and now it's my turn. Someone needs to know my name. They called him Hurricane Huddler. I mean, the trademark is he played the game hard. He maybe wasn't the most skilled out on the ball field, but nobody was going to outwork him. I asked him why playing hard was an important part of his identity as a ball player. Well, I was raised that way, too. First of all, the great coaching I had growing up in Fresno, California was fabulous. 
My Mike Noakes was a great baseball coach. I had a tremendous football coach that taught me about 100% is all you have to give. You give it every night no matter what. So I knew that in my upbringing. But then once I reached professional baseball and people started paying to watch me play, it was like, you know what? That's one of the things I can do. I can hustle and give you all I got. I had to learn how to do some of the other things. I could, I could uh, catch the ball and, and run you know, on defense and stuff, but I wasn't much of a hitter. But I remember Ozzie Smith when I became a Cardinal. He sat me at home plate and he watched my batting practice and I could pull the ball you know, with no problem, but I never rarely hit the ball to right field. And he goes, Hud, look, look on this side of the field over here. There's so much green grass over here. A lot of money can be made over here. You, you gotta start using this part of the field. Because, uh, man, you're, you're wearing the, the guard out over here. This, this is foul, ball ter- foul territory. And I remember him at telling me that. And I went, gosh, you're right, Ozzy. So I had to learn how to hit. It took me a long time to figure out how to hit. I wasn't a great hitter like they were um, and that, at that particular point in my career. But I, I did like to hustle. Mentioned at the top that he really seems to have an appreciation for baseball history and the history of the Cardinals. So I wanted the story of how did you find out that you – had been traded to the Cardinals, and what was the reaction like when you found out that you were headed over to St. Louis? Well, first of all, it was being traded for by a Hall of Fame manager in Whitey Herzog in April, early in the season. That doesn't usually happen. I remember the, the joy, the excitement of that when uh, Buck Rogers, the manager for the Montreal Expos then, and Dave Dombrowski, the general manager for the Expos, when they traded me, they called me in, and I wasn't sure what to expect. And they said, hey, we just want you to know we've traded you to the St. Louis Cardinals. And when they said that, that the two words there, St. Louis Cardinals, I, 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 like, I didn't know what to think. I was like, so I tried to keep my composure in front of them. And I said, hey, guys, um, I was a, a, a seven-year minor league free agent. You got me for nothing. I was hoping you could get something for me. You got something for me. Then I'm happy for you. Thanks. And I shook their head and said, thank you for the uniform. That's all I wanted to give is give me a chance to play. And then I went out, and I never remember my feet touching the ground of the elevator. I flew. I, I just hovered to the elevator. And I, I called my wife when I got in my room because we didn't have cell phones back then. Honey, guess what? We're going to the World Series. The Cardinals just traded for me. It was, a, it was one of the happiest days of my life. And I met the team out in Los Angeles. Whitey Herzog said, hey, kid, you know, come on, you know, I'm going to use you in all the outfield spots, infield spots. I want you to steal some bases for me. So really, it was like I was reborn. And then I came home. Uh, I mean, we came back to, to, to Bush Stadium, uh, put on the uniform here, um, and then getting two more years, three full years was uh, really special. So I remember a lot of times uh, not, not getting an opportunity to play every day, but, but sitting on the bench with Red Chandy's. Uh, I miss Red, and everybody else does too. Uh, Red would would uh, we, we I would ask him questions about his day and how he played, and then one day he told me, you know, kid, you'd be great, you'd have been great in our day. And I was like, you mean in your your day, Red? Yeah, the Gas House Gang, you know, you and Pepper Martin would have been great teammates. And so I, I was so flattered by that compliment, that you know, of course they didn't make any money in the old day. I have a lot of respect for these guys that are on the wall in here. You know, they, they paved the way for me to sit on the bench and make a million dollars. So it wasn't me that was so good. It was them who really paid my way. But, but to be able to uh, have had Red Shandy's Hall of Fame baseball cardinal tell me that I would have been good in his day, that was a huge compliment. 
in researching for the interview, I kind of looked through his baseball reference and realized that he played under three Hall of Fame managers here in St. Louis. First off, Whitey Herzog. You just heard how Whitey brought him over. Red Chaindienst also managed him. And Joe Torre, who would later become a Hall of Famer after managing those great Yankees teams in the 1990s and early 2000s. But he managed the Cardinals first and, of course, was an MVP with the Cardinals in the 1970s. So those three guys, huge names in not just the history of the Cardinals, but the history of baseball. And Huddler got to sit under each one of them as a player. That was a great experience, but before that, when, when Whitey Herzog had had enough and he left the Cardinals, um, I was still three months new to the team, and I didn't really understand you know, what all was going on there, and Red took over. And uh, I'll never forget it, we were in San Diego, and Red Chandy's, we get to the ballpark that day, Red goes, all right, fellas, the rat quit, and I'm in charge. All right, all I want you to do is just show up on time and give me 100%. That's all. All right, we'll get along fine until they can find another manager here. And I was like, wow, I got to play for, for, for uh, Whitey, and now I get to play for Red? So Red took over two weeks. They were waiting, and Joe Torre comes out of the Angel broadcast booth to broadcast, uh, I mean, to, uh, to be the manager for the Cardinals. And, and I was like, wow, I knew Joe Torre was a Hall of Fame player. Actually, he was a... MVP type player, and and I did. And I knew he had managing experience, but I knew him mainly as a player, and I had a lot of respect for him. And then he was such a good communicator. Whitey could tell the best stories. Joe was a community. Joe was like a father. You know, he he knew how to handle problems. He knew how to handle uh, anything that would go on in the clubhouse. He would talk it out. Very good communicator. But Red Red was just a basic uh, baseball guy, man. And he he was old school, and it was so fun. So for me, during my three years, is all I got to play here. To experience those three Hall of Famers, to me, was well worth my my Cardinal time. He's touched on it a lot, but I wanted to ask it directly. What is it that Rex enjoyed? about playing in St. Louis. I feel like this market was just made for him in the way that he viewed the game and the way that we view the game often. But I asked, what did you enjoy about your three years here in St. Louis? Well, you know, you mentioned hustling. I always played hard. I always hustled during my career. But, but, but you know, the fans here in, in St. Louis, from their history, they all know how important hustle is and, and, and what it means to, to wear their uniform. And... I think for the first time in my career, even though New York Yankees, that's how I started. I got a little cup of coffee. Yogi Berra was my first manager. And then um, when they let Yogi go, Billy Martin came on. And then they traded me to Earl Weaver. So I had had a pretty good uh, managerial uh, roster before I got here. But this just added to it. But they really appreciated hustle here. And so whenever uh, I didn't hit a gap very often. I wasn't the best hitter. But when it, once in a while, I'd hit a gap at Bush Stadium. And, I, and as I got running towards second base, I could hear the crowd roar. I could hear 40,000 people, and they were coming up, and I'm not stopping. I couldn't stop. So I just kept going, <laughs> and I would cartwheel into third base, kind of like Pepper Martin. He would throw in a head first slide, whatever, and the place would go crazy, and they would throw me out. So last year, when Whitey Herzog came to uh, uh, the Kit Coppin Stadium in Kansas City, he was on our air, and he said uh, – he goes, kid, you're the only player I ever had that got thrown out at third base and got a standing ovation. And I was like, that cracked me up. It's because the crowd knew I was going to I was gonna do cartwheels into there. I was going to play hard. So to me, I, I finally got recognized for, for my hustle. 
and for the way I played. And it was a blessing. I mean, I'd like to have been known for the numbers and for the team championship and things like that, but it didn't happen that way here. It was just a, a huge baseball experience for me that I'll never forget. Anytime you have somebody sitting across from you that seems to have such an appreciation for the uniform and an appreciation for the franchise, I think that you would be remiss if you didn't ask them their favorite St. Louis memory. I thought that Rex had a pretty entertaining story. In fact, this is one of the favorite anecdotes I think anyone has told on this, the third season of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's what he enjoyed, what his favorite memory was from being a St. Louis Cardinal. Well, I would, I would think that going to Grant's Farm, hanging out with the fans, me and Bob Tewksbury, um, they, 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 uh, we made t- they made a t-shirt for me. Um, one of the beat writers here, Bernie Nicholas, made uh, a card, said this guy deserves a fan club. All of a sudden he had thousands of letters and they had to make a fan card club. Uh, and so he was my fan club uh, uh, card, uh, uh, or he was the president. And they sent out these cards. Tewksbury drew a picture of me going headfirst into t-shirts, and we sold those and gave them to Cardinal uh, to the, the Cardinal Glen Hospital here. Um, and it was fun. They made a poster of me, a Hurricane Huddler poster of me, and they gave them away here. Those things were unbelievable. It was fun, and I remember, um, I remember my poster. They wanted to call it Hurricane Huddler because that was what Mike Shannon called me. And so they said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna put some dirt on you in the studio." And we'll take a picture of you, kind of like you're in a hurricane. I said, I, I'm not taking any, any studio dirt. I'm coming here to Bush Stadium in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, and I'm going to get me some real dirt. So I walked out on the field in my fro uniform. The, the, the groundskeepers are all sitting out there going, you know, they're t- talking, having their morning coffee. And I said, fellas, look, hey, can I, can, you, can I get you to roll the tarp back on home plate? Pull it back a little bit for me, please. I gotta, I'm getting ready to go for a picture, a, you know, a, a picture shot, and I need some real dirt. They looked at each other and they're going, is he, is he serious? Yeah. So they pulled, the tarp off, they pulled the tarp off and I went to third base and act like I was tagging up on a fly ball. And I, and I came all the way home 90 feet and I did a head first slide into home. Okay, I got up and those guys are standing there going like this going. And I go, don't just stand there. Give me high five. I just scored a big run. Eight o'clock in the morning. They're giving me high fives at home plate. And so I go back and I wanted to do a feet first slide too. So I got some dirt over here. And so it was perfect. It was, you know, the dirt was, was folded. The uniform was folded. It was the actual dirt. So when I went into my, to my studio shoot, they went, wow. And I go, yeah, that's better than any dirt you could sprinkle on me. That was a memory I'll never forget. <laughs> as I mentioned, Rex was here as part of a Bud Bash. That's just an awesome program. Select Tuesday home games. It's an alumni that's brought in. He does an event where he signs a special bobblehead that you get. You have to have a specific ticket, but you get to meet the alumni. He signs a bobblehead for you. You can see the rest of this year's schedule. We're getting down to the end of it here in late August, early September. But cardinals.com slash budbash to check out who's still on the docket for this year. And then next year, too, though, they'll have another full slate so you can get on there and check out who will be coming next year. Keep an eye on it over the winter. But Rex, specifically, I wanted to ask, you know, what's it mean to you? You didn't play here all that long compared to some of the names in Cardinal history that have done a decade plus, but your way of playing seemed to really resonate with the fans, and here there's this appetite and interest in you coming back and still signing for the fans and interacting with the fans and people knowing who you are and remembering 
your career and the nuances of the way that you played. What does that mean to a guy like Rex Hudor? Totally flattered. I, like, I was not, uh, my career was not about numbers. It, I, I, you, my numbers wouldn't get, you on the, get me on the street at Cooperstown. They wouldn't let me in, in New York as far as that goes. But it's the people I got to meet, the places I got to go. Played in three countries. I, I played ball in every time zone. That 10 years in the minor league, I'll never forget those days. That's what made me who I am. So to, 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 to be a successful failure is what I like to call it, that's a blessing. And I love that. And it was fun. And for people to, to come back here and to actually have a bobblehead, which is, to me, reserved for a, a great player, is totally flattering because I was nowhere great. There you have it. Rex the Hurricane Hudor on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. He had me smiling that whole time that we sat there, and I hope he had you smiling as you sit or are driving along and listening to this, too. Just a fun guy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Can't wait to see him again and definitely wouldn't rule out him being another part of this podcast in some form or fashion in the future. I want to remind you that Friday, August 23rd, is Stranger Things Night at Bush Stadium with the purchase of a special theme ticket. Fans will take home a Cardinals-themed Stranger Things t-shirt. Fans can enjoy a pregame concert in the Budweiser Terrace by that 80s band. Get your tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. It's a black t-shirt, Stranger Things, uh, a small logo on the front, and then on the back it says Stuck in the Upside Down at Bush Stadium, and it's Ozzy Smith doing a flip. He is upside down, and there's kind of that Stranger Things-themed thicket or trees and the color scheme of the show so if you are a fan of this and i've not seen it but there are some people on staff here that are big fans and they could not be more geeked over this t-shirt i mean they are really excited so uh, if you're anything like them and like the program you're going to want to be here for stranger things night on the 23rd it's a theme ticket so again if you want the t-shirt you got to go to cardinals.com slash theme to either upgrade your regular ticket if you already had a ticket for the game you can still do the theme night it's a, a relatively small fee I think just to upgrade your ticket to a theme ticket or if you haven't bought tickets at all you can just get the theme ticket straight away cardinals.com slash theme what are we here I think 21 22 episodes in something like that we'll do this until the end of the baseball season hopefully that's after a nice long playoff run for the Cardinals I say it every week, but I really mean it. Appreciate the support. And if you do like the program, you want us to keep doing it, you enjoy the content that we produce, please like, rate, review, subscribe. That's a big one to the podcast, wherever it is that you might get your podcast. We really uh, value that input. It helps us kind of know the direction to take the show. And it also is just nice to see the, uh, the feedback and helps with the visibility of the program as well and the more visible it is the more listeners and the more listeners the more viable it continues to be here over the years to come for rex huddler my name is brett mcmillan appreciate you being part of this episode we'll talk to you next tuesday on the cardinals insider podcast okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 